Hi, friends. Welcome to Moments to Ponder. This is a podcast designed to help you spend a few moments in God's Word wherever you are and take away something to ponder. In our loud, busy world, it can be hard to find the time to get into God's Word. So I am grateful you've chosen to spend a few moments with me to ponder the journey from brokenness to brilliance. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 81. Have you ever broken something that was precious to you? I have a family of creative people. My husband, my son and daughter, they are all artists in different ways. And when I look at the pottery or the pictures, the art, they in themselves are lovely. But the value, well, that comes from the ones that created them. Now, I can be a pretty clumsy person and I have broken so many things. Plates, faces, bones, a car. But when I broke something that my son had made me, I was heartbroken. It was a simple piece, but it had value because he had made it for me. Thankfully, my husband was able to put it back together. And although it has a scar, it is imperfectly whole. If only our lives were so simple to fix, right? Now I realize not everyone feels broken, which is a true gift. But maybe your life like mine has had some broken pieces, broken relationships, broken opportunities, broken dreams. In our last episode, we began to look at why we feel so broken. It started near the beginning when brokenness entered the world of human existence when Satan sought to break all that God had made. He brought lies and fear to God's creation, and he continues to cause brokenness in us and in our world. We were created by God with a deep desire to be wanted, to love and be loved, to be connected to something larger than ourselves. It's a part of our intentional design. Yet we have an enemy that thrives on breaking what God made good. And just as my son's creation was put together by his father, so we too can allow our heavenly father to put the broken pieces of our lives back together. Our souls ache to be what he created us to be, whole. Yes, there will be scars, but you can be whole. I'm not saying perfect. Perfection is an illusion that prevents us from accepting God's love for who we are as we are. Your soul cannot endure the constant striving to establish your worth in any way other than God. Henry Nouwen says it this way, using 1 John 4. We love because he first loved us. You and I are constantly called to claim that first love. The spiritual life is a life in which you more and more hear that voice that says, I have called you from all eternity. I have loved you from all eternity. You belong to me and I am your lover. And I love you not because you do good things, not because you have a lot of things, not because people speak well about you, not because you're so exciting or have so many talents. I love you because I love you 
because I love you. When my daughter was born and entered this world, I can remember her crying, her tiny fists punching the air as the nurses cleaned her up. She was not happy to be in the cold, hard, bright world after her cozy, warm one. Finally, they swaddled her and handed her to my husband. As soon as he said her name, she stopped crying. She looked at him and immediately settled. She knew her father's voice. We have a heavenly father, and your heart knows his voice. In Ephesians 1, it says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And from 1 John, See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. If you're a parent, then you understand the human element of this love. We love our children because they're ours, and nothing they do can change that. They don't earn it. We love them just because we do. How much more does our perfect Heavenly Father love because He is love? Not that we deserve it or earn it. It is a gift. And here's the wonder of it. You can do nothing to change God's love for you. When we really look at our world, we can see the order and the elegance of its creator, the seasons, the rotation of the earth, its orbit around the sun, the way a baby forms, the migration patterns of birds, the intricate design in the wings of a butterfly, and the wonder of our unique fingerprints. There's beauty, good, and truth all around us, and and we're a part of it. We are divinely crafted, intently pursued, and lavishly loved beings, and that brings infinite worth. Our hearts ache to know this truth, to hold on to it in the face of all that the world would want us to believe. So what are some of the reasons that you might have a hard time accepting your value? Do you struggle to accept that he loves you unconditionally? There could be a lot of reasons. Maybe you grew up in a home where love was conditional. How others treat us can affect how we see ourselves. Our origin stories deeply affect us. If you suffered neglect or abuse, abandonment, or loss. The struggle to see your own value can be a deep wound surrounded by so many questions and broken parts. As a part of the healing journey, I have come to realize that, yeah, bad, hard, hurtful things happen because our world is broken. But we are never alone. You are not alone. He was there. Holding, loving, seeing, sharing that hurt and burden, if only you would look. Maybe you were part of a church that failed to show grace, and if the church can't value you and and they represent God, then what does God say? And how does that affect how you hear what God says? Or maybe the acceptance or success in our world has become how you measure your worth 
as you look for likes and comments or finances to tell you if you have value. Any of these and and many more can lead to the belief that we're not enough or we're too much, that we don't deserve love or can never do enough to be loved. And it leads to a question. What do I have to do to get approval, to be loved? Questions like this can lead down a slippery slope of compromise and false acceptance. It can limit what we believe about ourselves. So why? Why do we allow the voices of those around us to determine our worth? I know they can be loud and convincing, but it doesn't mean that they're true. We want to matter and know that we have value. So often we find ourselves listening to the loudest voices out there instead of the one that is true. When my husband and I were dating, I can remember him asking me why I liked him. Yeah, I could have given him characteristics or traits or abilities, but honestly, I just told him, I like you because I do. It's not something I could fully understand. I just knew that I knew. It's even more like that with God. I don't fully understand how much he loves me. I just know deep within me that he does. In Ephesians, it says it like this. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. I think our hearts were created with an internal puzzle piece that is always looking for the other piece to our puzzle that will make us whole. And the only piece that fits is him. Now, I love my husband, but he does not complete me. He, he can't. No other person, job, achievement, or thing can complete you. You were created to be complete in him. And there is nothing you have to do. It's just something you receive. And that's what's crazy and wonderful about it is that it's too great to fully grasp, but we know that we know as I know that I know that it's real. If you've been struggling with your worth, I totally get it because I have been there. And so I have to stay in God's word to remind me who I am and whose I am. I need his words to drown out the loud voices around me. And it's through his word that we can push past the limiting beliefs and hear the truth of his love for us, which in turn reminds us of our value and our worth. It's his love that heals and transforms our broken pieces. So here are some words from God's word for your heart. So go ahead and take a moment. Just breathe. Jesus said, What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. 
I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Now God has us where he wants us. With all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work he has already gotten ready for us to do, work we had better be doing. You are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. You are of divine origin. You were planned, you are wanted, and you are perfectly and intricately designed by God and loved into existence. God created you in order to be with you because he loves you. You can think, create, feel, love, and be loved. You are in tune to the transcendent. You long for beauty, goodness, and truth. And you were created to connect with God. You have always been enough. Nothing that has happened or may happen can ever change that. And when we have the courage to walk into our story and own it, we get to write the ending with God's help. Your Heavenly Father is saying your name. May your ears be in tuned to hear him. So take a breath. Breathe it in. And wherever you are, repeat after me. I am planned. I am wanted. I have infinite worth. I am loved. Amen. You can find all of the quotes I used from The Good and Beautiful You by James Bryan Smith, as well as all the references to the scripture I shared in my journal pages, which can be found on my website on betsymarvin.com slash podcast, or a link to this can be found in the show notes. I pray that these words can speak to your heart as God's word rests in you. <laughs>